realization that the all-holy and utterly other has chosen to draw us into his own life should bring us physically or at least metaphorically to our knees in adoration. That is why in the memory jog for prayer that I have given you, the second letter of the word parousia, the letter A, stands for adoration. And it should remind us to spend a few moments in quiet adoration. This act of adoration opens up a hidden highway to God that enables our love to enter into him and his love to descend into us, enabling him to make his home in us as our adoration leads us on into giving praise, glory and thanksgiving to the one who, though he infinitely transcends us, has chosen to dwell in the very depths of our being. If words fail to begin with, then express your adoration in someone else's words. Take your favourite prayer or hymn of praise and adoration and give glory to God in those words. Take the Gloria from the liturgy, for instance, one of the most ancient hymns of praise used by the early church even before it was inserted into the Mass. Then recite it slowly and prayerfully. Gradually, you will find you are taken up out of yourself, out of your world and into God's world. Then you will discover that the further you enter into his world, the more you will forget yourself and the world where you only live for yourself. It is in this profound prayer that you will be raised beyond yourself, if only for brief moments, when your prayer life will have reached higher peaks than ever before. Then you will come alive, more alive than ever before, if only for a short time, in the world where you want to be for all time. When the impact of all that God has done for us begins to register in our inmost being, it is time to give him thanks over and over again for what he continually gives to us. We are all too ready to ask, sadly, all too slow to thank God, not just for what he's done for us personally, but for his goodness, his beauty and his loving kindness. We should also remember to thank him for his own inner glory, reflected in creation, and most of all, for the masterpiece of creation, Jesus Christ, whom he sent to inhabit us through the Holy Spirit. The thanks that God really wants to receive more than anything else can't be given in words alone. He wants us to do all that is within our power to enable him to strip away all and everything in our lives that prevents us from being totally reconciled to himself. That is why Abbot Macarius the Egyptian said, when you come to prayer, inspect your heart, so as to send your prayer pure to God and carefully examine whether there is any obstacle to this. Only then will God be able to possess us as fully as he would wish. That is why the next letter in the memory jog is R for reconciliation. It is a reminder to pause for a few moments, to review our lives since we last prayed. It's time to ask God to show us everything we have done or failed to do that has kept him out. It is this that prevents him from making his home within us as he promised on the night before he died. 
then our prayer will rise from a pure and a contrite heart. Then that prayer can be answered. I do not think it is healthy to encourage people to become morbidly introspective, but it is necessary to keep a close eye on the way we treat others and endeavour to live out the standards of Christian behaviour in our daily lives. That is why from the earliest times the practice of examining one's conscience grew rapidly, first among the Desert Fathers and then amongst those who were influenced by their spirituality. Then it is time to make an act of contrition for how we failed in the past. A formal act of contrition could be used, but a sincere expression of personal sorrow in our own words would be better still. Then we could make what has traditionally been called a firm purpose of amendment. If we do not intend to try better next time round, it's ten to one that there was something seriously wrong with the sorrow that we expressed a few moments before. Finally, and on the basis of the review of life that has just been made, we should be a little more aware of the moral stumbling blocks that usually trip us up. Now, therefore, it is time to try and forestall them. If there's a lazy streak in us, or if we have a hot temper, or are prone to making smart-alec remarks at the expense of others, now is the time to make the necessary steps to avoid falling into these same faults in the forthcoming day. It is time to ask for God's help too, to do what we will never be able to do without him. Oh God, oh God, come to our aid. Oh Lord, make haste to help us. God's plan is not just that we should be drawn up into Christ's life, but that we should be taken up into his action. So the next letter, O, reminds us to join with Christ in offering ourselves to our common Father. Always keep the words of the great Jesuit liturgist Joseph Youngman before your mind. Christ does not offer alone. His people are joined to him and offer with him and through him. Indeed, he said, they are absorbed into him and form one body with him by the Holy Spirit who lives in all. Despite all the offerings made in the past, Christ made it clear to his followers that the only offering that God really wants in future is the offering of ourselves. That is why we are all called to become priests, because only we can offer ourselves. No one can do it for us. However, only he can make that offering effective because it is made through him. That's why the early Christians were so aware of their priesthood. Moreover, that is why they went to exercise it with others on the first day of the week, or Sunday as it came to be called. Then they would return to their own homes and to their own lives to use the help and strength they had received there to offer every moment of every day to God as Christ had done in his life while he was on earth. Then, when they returned the following week, they would offer up all these sacrifices that they had made to receive from God in return far more than they were given. In this way, they would be caught up in an endless cycle of giving and receiving that would fit them 
ever more fully into the mystery of Christ. The early Christians used to remind themselves each morning of how they could exercise their priesthood in the forthcoming day by offering all and everything they proposed to do through Christ's sacrifice to the Father. In later years, this reminder evolved into what came to be called the morning offering. It was this prayer that my mother taught me many years ago to remind me before each day began how I could become, as she put it, a little priest, turning ordinary commonplace things into something precious, as Rumpelstiltskin had turned straw into gold. It was she who first taught me about the priesthood to which we are all called in Christ and how to put it into practice every day. She taught me most of all, by her own example, how the whole of life could become the Mass, the place where we continually offer ourselves through Christ to the Father, through all we say and do. That is why when St. Justin described what happened at Mass in his day, he said that after the priest had prayed at the end of the great Eucharistic prayer, through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours, Almighty Father, for ever and for ever, the Amen of the faithful would all but take the roof off. A hundred or more years later, St. Jerome said that this Amen resounded all round the basilica like a thunderclap. Why? Because from earliest times the first Christians knew this so well for their whole lives was the Mass. For every day they exercised their priesthood of self-sacrificial loving, which was offered to God. But they did this in, with, and through Christ, in whom they lived and moved and had their very being. It was this priesthood that they celebrated each Sunday when they went to Mass, and the great Amen enabled them to affirm this together, for this was in fact the very essence of the profound spirituality that bonded them together with Christ and in, with, and through him, with the Father, who had first conceived his incredible plan to draw all who would love him into the endless ecstatic bliss that was their eternal destiny. Mm -hmm.